This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarium for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. If you haven't listened before, we're Gary, Dana, and Wendy. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles, from here in London, England, via Dallas to San Diego. Now, in each Coacherium episode, we discuss topics related to developing your leadership style and coaching approach. Dana, what are we talking about today? So today, we're going to be talking about uh, career well-being, which is basically your purpose. And I'm very excited about this topic. So thank you for um, bringing this up today. It's funny when I started kind of reviewing, there's five elements of well-being according to Gallup and career well-being is number one. And I kind of was like, well, why? You know, we're not supposed to be working our whole lives. What, why is career well-being so important? Well, based on the research, there was some research done back in the fifties of very successful women and men in their nineties, ninety-fives, um, successful and that they had lived a long, healthy life. And they studied these folks and they said, well, what has contributed to this? And why are you so happy? And the number one thing that they realized is that they loved what they did. They had these stress-free lives. They prioritized their leisure time with friends, family and friends. They had this cheerful outlook on life, but they loved their work. 93% of men and 85% of women got huge satisfaction from their work. It was also fun for them. So I think the key when we think about career well-being is, is are you enjoying your job? And do you feel like that you are satisfied every day with what you're doing? Because when you know, and as this according to Gallup, when you know, um, when you feel that you have that feeling of that best, you know, day at work, or you remember one of your favorite work experiences and you recall it and that feeling all of a sudden it gives you this um, amazing surge in your well-being so I'm curious as we riff a little here Gary and Wendy when you think thought about career well-being and purpose and and the the reasoning behind all that and why it's so important because if this one's number one career well-being if you're good here you're good everywhere else that seemed a little counterculture. What do y'all think? It's very interesting. I've, I've literally been um, delivering a workshop this week for one of my um, one of my clients, uh, which is a workshop about helping people to discover their purpose in a very direct way, and in an industry that is not, not industry that is um, hugely you necessarily think of as being full of full of people who are living their purpose every day. And I was actually in the room going. It's only in 2023 or in the last sort of three to five years that you could ever see most organizations thinking of doing a workshop, not about how to find a high-performing team, but actually about how to help people find their purpose at work. And one of the things I think was very interesting in that workshop is that a lot of people associate finding their purpose with, I've got to be doing the right tasks. I've got to be doing the right job. And actually, what we're getting to is how do you do the work that you do with a sense of purpose, how do you find the connection with purpose in what you do? It's not about I'm doing, I, I'm on Excel spreadsheets, I should be on PowerPoint slides, I shouldn't be on PowerPoint slides, I should be serving coffee. You know, it's something different from that. And, and somebody in the workshop said, 
I come to work to earn money to enable me to do the things that bring me purpose at home. And that's why I come to work. So the sense of purpose wasn't about the work task. It was something very different. So you start to get to a very interesting place when you just start to ask people what their purpose is. Wendy, what do you find interesting in this? Well, I recently had looked at uh, some information about how long, how much of our life we spend working. Mm-hmm. So have you have you looked at those? Do you know what the numbers are? 110,000 hours or something like that? Something. Well, okay, let's head. go in percentages. That's no, let's go in percentages. <laughs> so what percent of your life do you think you spend working? Too much. <laughs> yeah. Probably what? 70%? 75%? Yeah. Wait, did you each say about 70%? Yes. Uh, I thought it I, I, I said, said 75 30. or 70. I don't remember what I said, but in the 70s. Oh. Okay. Well, you're both wrong. Um, so what is, we, we need a sound effect. But uh, <laughs> actually, there's only one thing that you do, generally speaking, that most of us do more than work. Sleep. Yes. So, um, we sleep more over the course of our entire life. We sleep the most. That's the thing we do the most, right? But it looks like for most of us, it's anywhere from 25 to 35%, you know, about a third of our life is spent working. So you can imagine that if you hate your work, Mm. that, that translates into a lot of difficulty in life, right? So uh, I've often seen on social media people talking about that um, Sunday night drudgery, you know, oh, I've got the, a case of the Mondays uh, or, you know, TGIF on Fridays and, and living for the weekend. I don't know. I think that's um, not a very healthy way to think. Uh, and I think that that's what part of, you know, Gallup's work and so many other Um, studies have shown that when we feel valuable in and to our work, you know, when we enjoy our work, when we're engaged in it, when uh, we find strong connections there, all these things, when, when we feel good about our work, we tend to feel better about our life, right? Which that makes sense. If a third of our life is spent doing this thing and another third is spent sleeping. (laughs) Uh, And how important that is, because I think we've all had those moments in those career situations where we just weren't that happy and we just kind of trudged it out. But instead of trudging it out, what are some other alternatives you can do as you're trying to feed your well-being? So I'm curious about that with you guys. What are things you've done when you've gotten in those situations where there wasn't a way out, but you needed, you knew you needed to take care of your well-being? Because there's a lot of people like that right now. I definitely have been in a situation where I took a job. There were a lot of red flags that I ignored. I took the job anyway. And uh, within, you know, six to eight weeks, I knew that it wasn't good. Uh, mm. And I was definitely doing those Sunday night, ugh, I don't want to go to work mm-hmm. tomorrow, you know, type of a thing. Uh, so, but I couldn't just quit because I needed to work. So, you know, yeah, what does that look like? I think we've probably all been in mm-hmm. in that type of a situation before. So those of us that coach, you know, in the strengths world, we often talk about trying to funnel everything through the lens of a strength, something that you 
are in really engaged in doing. So it's like flipping the script a bit, right? It's it's saying, okay, I don't like this, but I know that when I get to be strategic, for example, for me, then I can do almost anything. It makes me feel so much better. And so it was uh, in that particular instance, it actually wasn't the strategic for me. It was individualization and it was actually doing some coaching with my team and getting to know my team. My struggles were more with the executive leadership. And so just kind of digging in with my specific, the people that reporting to me and, and focusing on them and, and trying to build them up through that process, I actually um, felt more energized in my job. I, I still quit when I found another job, but uh, but it made it not so bad while I was there. I think the thing that comes to mind when you're describing that is also the idea of letting go. So letting go of the idea that work has to be the most important thing in life. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might not enjoy at the moment, the time you've, you're having in the workplace, but it's enabling you to enjoy the time you have outside. Letting go of the idea that this job has to be your forever job. And you might go, it is the forever job effectively for now, but I don't choose for it to be like this for the rest of my life. You know, there, there will be a time when I might choose to do something different. I could choose to do something different. And giving yourself permission to explore that, I think is really powerful to help people to just find appropriate perspective about about you know the way you think about it so mm-hmm. i mean dana in conclusion when when you're yeah thinking about sort of career well-being how do you sum that up in terms of you know, yeah how so i think, think in essence career well-being is really about that you are happy you know what you do with with what you've been given with your amazing talents and the key it for career well-being is to enjoy um what you've got, enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not, um, you're not protecting your well-being. And so that's a big sign right away, a little trigger that we need to do something else. So for me, when I've been in those times, I started working on a side hustle or I went out and started volunteering and learning a new trade or new learning a new area that I hadn't learned before um, and really giving back. And so it's thinking about not just thinking about your career well-being, but thinking about it as multidimensional and thinking about how it affects your whole life if you're not really enjoying what you're currently doing and then coming up with a plan to do that. And Wendy used her strengths and talked about her strengths as you know to do that. And that is a great way to do it. And we will probably continue talking about that. But for me, it was my futuristic If I stay in this particular, I was in a situation about 25, 30 years ago that was not good. And I said, if I stay in this, this isn't going to be good for my health. It's not going to be good for me. So I started doing other things and getting more experience and um, change, change jobs at that point. So, but it took time. And so I had to feed my energy throughout the day with other things that were more energizing and not spend time on the things that weren't energizing. So that would be my summation, Gary. Good advice. Good advice as ever. Just quickly before we finish, most listeners who listen to CoachRM on Apple or Spotify don't yet follow the podcast. Every additional follower we get helps us to raise the profile of this podcast and bring you more episodes. So if you can do one thing for us today, then please hit the follow button and get updated whenever we put new content live. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. Thanks, Dana. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. Thanks. This has been another episode of the CoachRM follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. 
Join us again soon in The Coach Area.